Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is Monday, May 29th of 2023. And because this is the first Monday after Pentecost Sunday, we celebrate the relatively new memorial, at least relatively new to the Church Universal, uh, the memorial of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of the Church. Today's Gospel comes to us from the Gospel according to John, chapter 19, verses 25 through 34. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clophis and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his home. After this, Aware that everything was now finished, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. There was a vessel filled with common wine. So they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. Now since it was preparation day, In order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of that week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flowed out. Today we celebrate the memorial of Mary, Mother of the Church. Although this is only one of the first times the Universal Church has celebrated it, if, if you recall, Pope Francis established it only in 2018, the memorial itself and the invocation, Mary, Mother of the Church, aren't new. In fact, the Church in Argentina, Poland, and even St. Peter's Basilica had already set aside the Monday after Pentecost in honor of Mary, Mother of the Church. And St. Paul VI bestowed the title Mother of the Church upon Mary in Lumen Gentium. And indeed, in St. Peter's Square, there is a mosaic of Mary, Mother of the Church, that was installed at the request of Pope St. John Paul II. So then what is new about this feast? Well, what's new is that now, throughout the whole world, The Church, on the day after Pentecost, is asked to recall how Mary is the mother of the Church. Well, in order to help us understand this, the Congregation for Divine Worship, just about five years ago, issued an explanation. And from this text, we can see first why Mary is considered mother of the Church, especially in light of today's readings. And second, what does it mean for us? Now, the title Mother of the Church has a long story. Indeed, even St. Augustine said that Mary is the mother of the members of Christ because with charity she cooperated in the rebirth of the faithful into the Church. And likewise, Pope St. Leo the Great said that the birth of the head is also the birth of the body, meaning that Mary is at once mother of Christ, the Son of God, and mother of the members of his mystical body which is the Church. So clearly this title, Mother of the Church, has a very long history. 
When his mother was standing beneath the cross, as we heard in the gospel just now, she accepted her son's testament of love and welcomed all people in the person of the beloved disciple as sons and daughters to be reborn unto eternal life. Thus she became the tender mother of the church, which Christ begot on the church, handing on the Spirit. In turn, Christ, in the beloved disciple, chose all disciples as ministers of his love towards his mother, entrusting her to them so that they might welcome her with filial affection. Again, that's uh, from this document from the church, but it's a very beautiful image that Jesus entrusts his mother to us so that we can love her. Just as she is our mother and she looks after us, so too we have an obligation towards her. As a caring guide to the emerging church, Mary had already begun her mission in the upper room, praying with the apostles while awaiting the coming of the Holy Spirit. In this sense, throughout the years, Christian piety has honored Mary with various titles, in many ways which are equivalent, right? We've called her Mother of Disciples, Mother of the Faithful, Mother of Believers, Mother of all those who are reborn in Christ, and also Mother of the Church. And it was on this foundation that, on November 21st, 1964, at the conclusion of the third session of the Second Vatican Council, St. Pope Paul VI declared the Blessed Virgin Mary as Mother of the Church, that is to say, of all Christian people, the faithful as well as the pastors, who call her the Most Loving Mother. And he established that the Mother of God should be further honored and invoked by the entire Christian people, by this tenderest of titles. So, what does this celebration then do for us? Well, in the same document, it tells us, this celebration will help us to remember that growth in the Christian life must be anchored to the mystery of the cross, to the oblation of Christ in the Eucharistic banquet, and to the mother of the Redeemer and mother of the redeemed, the virgin who makes her offering to God. Beautiful. Growth in the Christian life comes from the cross, the Eucharist, and Mary. Now, given the importance of the mystery of Mary's spiritual motherhood, which, from the awaiting of the Spirit at Pentecost, has never ceased to take motherly care of the pilgrim church on earth, this memorial was extended to the entire church, with the hope that this celebration will remind all Christ's disciples that if we want to grow and be filled with the love of God, it's necessary to plant our life firmly on three great realities, the cross, the Eucharist, and the Mother of God. These are the three mysteries that God gave to the world in order to structure, bear fruit, and sanctify our interior life and lead us to Jesus. These three mysteries are to be contemplated in silence. So very beautiful reflections, the importance of this feast of Mary, Mother of the Church. So today, through the intercession of Mary, Mother of the Church, let's ask for the grace to trust in God's providence and in His love for us, and to show that trust through loving submission to His will.